Morgan. And I'm Christian. And welcome back to another episode after taking a little bit of a break. Um, we're get, uh, we're set to you um, just a little bit of a break, so um, ready to come back to you guys with uh, another episode. So to get started, let's start off with uh, JFK's topic of the day. So for my topic of the day, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, this uh, the NBA saga of uh, all these COVID protocols and all the uh, COVID stuff that's go- uh, happening with the NBA right now. Adam Silver is a little bit hesitant on like whether or not to keep it, uh, keep playing games to keep like to shut it down. He's a little, a uh, li- little hesitant on it. If uh, you say a lot of people have been put into COVID protocol and it's not just the NBA for like example, the NFL has like, like 10% of their leagues in COVID protocols right now. So, I mean, a lot, like, we've had a ton of NBA games postponed because of COVID protocols. They didn't have enough players playing. So, I mean, COVID is just spreading throughout the, throughout the league. And, uh, it, um, it's not, it's, it's not getting really good. So, uh, I just got to think like, just like help. I mean, a lot, a lot of the guys have, uh, I think everybody's vaccinated, obviously, but, um, just gotta like, be careful of like, your surroundings and what's going on right now with all this COVID stuff going on. So uh, I think like the co it, if I think if it gets a, if I think if, if it's fine, like where it is right now, but I think it becomes, it becomes a bigger deal. I think you should start, start considering, Oh, maybe like we should shut it. Like maybe we should shut down the NBA for a little bit or, Oh, we got, let's, let's start it back up again. Uh, let, let's see how it's going. And like, just like going through that. So, um, I think that wraps that wraps up JFK's topic of the day. Yeah, one thing I'd like to say about that is that um, it's also not looking good because of the COVID stuff for the Chiefs because Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are both going to be out for the game. So it's going to be like Josh Gordon. It'll be interesting to see how that game plays out because Josh Gordon's probably going to be like the number one receiver, either him or um, whatever the dude is, uh, Nicole Hartman. Those are going to be the main targets, so we'll see how the Chiefs do against the Steelers, and uh, it will be an interesting game to see how Patrick Mahomes does without his two big weapons because of the COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about with that and stuff like that, but yep. I think it becomes it's not just basketball; it's also football. Like like I said earlier, ten percent of the leagues in COVID protocols. Which is just it's like it's it's insane. We haven't had any postponed games yet, thankfully, because they only play like really one day a week. But like NBA games are like every single day, so it's kind of harder to like help with like postponing games and other stuff like this. So it's just like you'd understand why it's happening like this. Yep. Okay, it's time now for Mott's moment, and. For my mods moment, I'm going to talk about Iowa State basketball. They're actually been doing very, very. Wait one second. I'm on the wrong one. Okay, yeah, Iowa State basketball. They've been doing very, very good. Um, I believe they're the only undefeated like main like power five conference team right now. They're for basketball. They're twelve and zero, and they have in recent recently been playing like some bad teams because they played like. Chicago State, the most recent game, which they throttled them. But they are ranked number nine in the country, and I think it's well-deserved. They're 11-0. and um, And they're uh, definitely getting some buzz over how good they're doing. And, you know, Iowa State, I like that college because that's my father's alumni. And so it's good to see that they're doing good. Uh, Iowa State's really become like a pretty good basketball school as well as football, but especially basketball because they've got like Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Taylor Horn Tucker, uh, George Niang. I guess I just found out. Fitz told me that. I did not know that. And maybe there'll be a there'll there will be a new NBA star that comes out of Iowa State. Let's see. I think. Who's doing good? I want to see who's doing good for them. Um, let's see here. Isaiah Brockington's doing good so far this season. Maybe he could go to the NBA. He's, right now he's averaging 17 points per game, which is pretty good. Is he a freshman? He's a senior. So oh, yeah. This is his last season. 
But yeah, that's our state's been doing good, and it, it would be interesting also to see how they 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 will do in the March Madness. See if they could make a deep run. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, so, that ends Mott's moment. Okay, so uh, like I said, we've been uh, we have been doing this for a while, so we got a lot to catch you up on, like old news. Uh, first of all. Steph Curry did pass Ray Allen. Uh, ironically, it was in uh, the mecca of basketball, I'd say, in Madison Square Garden. Very special moment. Uh, his mother was there. Father was there. Um, Ray Allen was in attendance. Reggie Miller was on the. Reggie Miller and Brian Anderson were on the call. It was just. It was a. Spe- it was a special moment for Steph, and the Golden State, and for him, and um, it's just it's 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 good to see. He gave his dad. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but he gave his dad the the game ball that he uh, shot his three with. After yeah. Uh, yeah, he went up to hug him and he gave him the ball, so very special moment between uh, Steph Curry and his and his pop, Steph Curry. So glad yeah. Dell, glad Dell had a, maybe an off night with the Hornets to go uh, go see Steph make history. So um, very special what do you night. Mean? Oh wait, Dell works for the Hornets. Dell's uh, the uh, the second guy on the Hornets broadcast team. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, well, learn something new today. Learn something new every day, Christian. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm glad Dell had a was there to witness it, and just a special moment between father and son. Right Would there, you say so. Dell Curry is a top five Hornets player of all time? Yeah, because it, the Hornets yeah haven't easily been a long. Uh, they haven't been a that. Well, I mean, like uh, uh, the the new era of the Hornets has not lasted long. But like the Hornets franchise, they were the so they were originally in like the nineties, they were the Hornets, then in like the two thousands they became the Charlotte Bobcats, and then they changed back to the Hornets. And yeah. then it was the New or- remember it was the New Orleans Hornets and then it became the New Orleans Pelicans, remember? Yeah. Yeah, like that. So like that. So glad uh glad uh Dale Curry was there to witness his son make history. Um anyway, let's move on to the let's move on to the Pro Bowl. Uh a lot okay. of a lot of Pro Bowl um, selections this year for um, everybody, but right now uh, we got a lot um, for the Pro Bowlers for the uh, Buffalo Bills. We got uh, the main guys are Stephon Diggs um, for the AFC. We got Stephon Diggs. Um, None. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Justin Tucker was the Justin Tucker and Matt Gay are the design, uh the place kickers for both teams. Jamar Chase made his first Pro Bowl. Uh, made Jamar as Chase a rookie. His, as a rookie, very impressive. Miles Garrett, uh, Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, big names for the Steelers. Uh, not the Steelers, the Browns. Uh, T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward making their um, making their appearances. Jonathan Taylor made the Pro Bowl, obviously. Gary um, Slander. DeForest Buckner made yep. the Pro Bowl he as well. Chief. Mm-hmm. Kevin Byard. Yeah, Kevin Byard of the Tennessee Titans. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, we got Orlando Brown, Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, um, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyron Matthew. So. And then Pro Bowlers are Max for the Raiders, Max Crosby. That was a surprise. Uh, Denzel, he only has like five yeah. sacks. Mm-hmm. Denzel Perryman, AJ Cole. Now, Christian, you can say the uh, for your Chargers. Yeah. And the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Derwin James, Coy Lindsley, Joey Bosa, and the rookie, Rashawn Slater. So th- that's pretty good. Um, you do notice how there's only one. Defensive Pro Bowler. That's what that the Chargers D does need some work, and uh, we'd be probably if we had a couple of more defensive players, we'd probably like win the division or get more wins. But it's whatever. Thankfully, our coach is more of a defensive guy. Yeah, he's better. He's a better. He's a, coach. He was a defensive. Uh, he was a defensive coordinator with the Rams last year. Yeah. So a uh, kind of a relief if you're if. If you're the Chargers right now, yeah. For the um, Cowboys, we got Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, uh, as a rookie. Trevon Diggs did pretty. I uh, had a, I think it was like, 
He had like eight interceptions in nine games, was it? Yeah. So, um, very, imp- uh, very impressive, very impressive. Uh, um, for the Philadelphia Eagles, we got Jason Kelsey, brother of Travis, bra- brother of Travis Kelsey. Um, seems like he's always a pro boy. Yeah. For the Bears, we got Robert Quinn and uh, Jakeem Grant Senior. Uh, for the Packers, we don't have for the one and only Green Bay Packers. We um. Kind of a shock this year. There's only three of them. I think there should be like maybe like five or something like that. Nah. But that's a that's that's a that's what Christian says. But um, then we got Devonte Adams making his fifth appearance. Kenny Clark making his second appearance, and our quarterback Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, former MVP, and uh, gonna make probably gonna make it back to back this year with his tenth appearance. So stop I feel like, dude, stop. Uh, but I feel like I feel like Aaron Jones was snubbed from the list. No. Why? Because he hasn't been doing good. Uh, the other dude's been doing better than him. Dylan? Yep. Well, I mean, like, I know he's, I know, I know he's been injured for some parts. He was injured. He was injured in Minnesota when we played them. But, like, the point is, like, he's, he deserves to make the Pro Bowl, in my opinion. Nope. He's had, like, a couple good games, but he hasn't had a good season. I mean, Aaron Jones? Yeah. I mean, he's, like, what do you mean, like, he's had a couple good seasons. He had a good season last year. I'm saying this, he hasn't had a good season this year. He's had a couple good games this year, but he hasn't had a good season this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I kind of know what you're talking about, like, with that stuff, so. Yeah. And I... then and then mm-hmm. for the Vikings, we got Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Harrison Smith. Uh, Je- yeah. how, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Justin Jefferson, um, how how do you think he how do you think uh like his improvement from year one to year two has been? Uh, to be honest, uh, not much because he had such a really good uh first year. He's just doing pretty much everything that he did last year. It's hard to like replicate a season like last year, and he's somehow found a way to do it, and so he's not just been a one hit wonder. Uh, um, he's been a little. Than Jamar Chase, even though Jamar Chase is only in his rookie season, he Justin Jefferson's really been able to prove himself. Like he obviously is able to do good on the deep routes and deep balls, but he's also just really consistent at getting open throughout all types of routes. Um, mm-hmm. He's just been doing real good, and I'm also real happy I have him on my fantasy team. Justin Jefferson. Yep. All right. Wait, don't you have both? What? Oh yeah, both of them. Yeah, yeah. So surprisingly, Kyle Pitts, who I had on my fantasy team this year, uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, making the Pro Bowl along with Josh Harris, another rookie. Yeah, d- dude, it's surprising how much ro- how many rookies are. Um, I feel like this is probably the mo- like the biggest year where there have probably been the most rookies that have made the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. Um, for New Orleans Saints, Cameron Jordan, Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, who had the, who had the questionable? I I, I don't I don't know if that was him or not. That was somebody else, but uh, same team. But I feel um, and then J T. Gray. So um, surprisingly, I think I think I'm just kind of surprising. Tom Brady made the uh the Pro Bowl. I mean, are you I joking? <laughs> yes, he's gonna win MVP. No, he's not. He has the most touchdown. I think he has the most touchdown passes in the NFL and the most passing yards. In NFL history. No, and this year he's leading. He also has them in passing yards. I think passing yards in NFL history he leads. Yeah. He passed, but, um, he passed Drew Brees. Yeah. But, like, he's leading bro, in like every step. Like, I feel like like he's kind of – I think he, like, he's, he only has, like, a like maybe, like, two years left in him. That's what. That's probably what you said two years ago, dude. Oh my god, I didn't say that two years ago. I didn't say that two years ago. Yeah, probably because two years ago you didn't even know who Patrick, who Tom Brady was. <laughs> I probably knew who Tom Brady was like ten years ago. Sure. What? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, moving on to the NFC West, we got. Uh, Buda Baker of the Arizona Cardinals, along with James Carter, Kyler Murray, and Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is the um, 
There's so many play. Very shocking this year. Like, yeah. I feel I, I'm kind of disappointed. Like first week, amazing. Rest of the weeks, like yeah, it's not. He it's should like not have not made good. the Pro Bowl. Um, I don't. I don't know who how Booter Baker did. I don't, I'm not gonna say he shouldn't have because I don't know like his stats or whatever. He did fine. I mean, but Kyler Murray. Th- he did fine, but like I don't it. know, Kyler Murray. Yeah, he started off hot, but ever since he's been doing bad and um, that injury. Yeah, and the. Matt Stafford should have made it ahead of him. I don't know what they were thinking. Yep. I don't know how Matt Stafford's not in the Pro Bowl. I know. I he had know. a couple that's... bad games, but that's like all quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, look at the, for the Los Angeles Rams as as we talk about Matt Stafford. It's Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Matt Gay, obviously uh, place kicker, and Jalen Ramsey. I'm surprised Jalen Ramsey made it. He's been kind of quiet this year. Yeah. He's just—he's always good. He just probably hasn't been getting as many picks this year, probably because they don't throw it his way as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. For the Niners, we got Nick Bosa, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Trent Williams. I—I I don't think Debo Samuel—he's—he's—I don't think he deserves. I don't think he deserves. He hasn't been watching or seeing stats. Debo Samuel's like third in the league in receiving yards. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it seems like Kyle Juszczyk gets in like every year because he's like one of the only true fullbacks in the NFL. Besides, yeah, they should just eliminate that position for uh, Pro Bowl and just count it as a running back because like he does fullback. Yeah, all he does is block, and he gets yeah. He has like I think he has like forty rushing yards on the year, and somehow that's the most lame. That's like the most lame position ever. He has like forty rush, forty rushing yards on the year, and he still makes a Pro Bowl. Like how? Yeah, like why? Just because he blocks. If we're gonna give like every person that blocks a Pro Bowl, that's basically what they do for the fullback. Because there's only like five fullbacks in the NFL. Because like no one uses them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I think it's fine, but. Anyway, uh, and finally for the uh, Seattle Seahawks, Bobby Wagner and Quandre Diggs. I don't know who that is. Three Diggs in the Pro Bowl. It's in, oh my god, it's kind of kind of bad, but um, it's what it is. So, Christian, let's move on to um, let's move on to the. Uh, well, can we talk about like snubs and people who we think shouldn't have been in? That yeah, is- and then we'll talk about the uh, the playoff picture for okay. both the AFC and the NFC. So Alvin Kamara has been doing good. I want to look up his stats real quick. I think he's been doing good this season, but I wouldn't say he's Pro Bowl worthy. Is that's the who that's someone who I think does not necessarily deserve. Yeah, he only has six hundred yards rushing this season and only only three hundred yards receiving. So I don't know how that gets him to the Pro Bowl, but what happens too much in the NFL is like if someone gets in the Pro Bowl like two times in a row or whatever, then they just automatically put him in the Pro Bowl, keep putting him in the Pro Bowl just because they've been doing good other seasons. Yeah, this it's season, like that, that, Alvin, they didn't even do that good. Like they're not even yeah, worthy of it. This season, Alvin Kamara did not that did not do that good. I don't know why he's in the Pro Bowl. I think someone who should definitely be in the Pro Bowl in, in his spot, who I would put in unbiasedly, I think he's just a better player who had a better season stat line, is Austin Eckler. He's basically the same type of player. He actually has better stats, though. He has 789 yards rushing. I expect to have that number. That number will probably be, like, really close to 1,000 yards by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And to top it all off, he also has 500 yards receiving and seven receiving touchdowns, along with 10 rushing touchdowns and 60 catches. So Austin Eckler should have definitely made the Pro Bowl instead of Alvin Kamara. He's literally 11th in rushing in the NFL, and he – and he's basically uh, he catches the ball a lot too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the t- his team's gonna go nine and eight though. Nope, mm. dude, we're playing the we're playing we're playing the uh, Raiders. You're playing the, the Texans this week. And, yeah, the Bra- Raiders, Broncos, and Texans are our last three games. So that's my like. Ugh. I'm not saying those teams are bad, because all teams in the NFL are good, but those teams are not that good. Mm-hmm. We should win. Yeah, I mean, win one. 
And then, but le- anyway, let's talk about the, um, I think uh, another sn- snub should be probably, I mean, I, I kind of like not on unbiasedly, um, like before he got injured, I think Robert Tunyon was having himself a season, uh, before, like before he got injured, like, and, um, like, I'm not saying that in favoritism, I'm not being biased at all. I'm not be like, not, no favoritism. If like, I was like. If I was like a Bears fan or something like that, which would never happen. But if I was like, um, <laughs> but like if I was, then I would still say Robert Tunyon still has the potential. Before he got injured, like he was having himself, he was having himself a season um, before he got injured um, and tore his ACL. And now he's out for the year. But before that, he was having himself a season, and I really thought at at first he was going to make the Pro Bowl because like he's been, he's one of Rogers' favorite targets, and Rogers always always threw it to him. So. I felt like maybe he's one of the guys that could like help lead us to uh, help us lead us to a Super Bowl. Yeah. How many games did he play? Uh he played eight before he got he played eight before he got injured. And he got he had two hundred yards receiving in eight games. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 he's one of Rogers' favorite targets, though. Yeah, well, he only had 18 catches in eight games. Yeah, because the like, yeah, because like the tackles always come and get him quickly. I know, but that's still like two. That's like two catches a game. <laughs> that's like yeah, 20. for for big yards. Well, 200 yards. I know, but like, like 10 yards a catch. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, like two, two, twenty That's yards. Not Pro Bowl words, dude. They, I know, but like, you know how like he? They don't look at tight ends much. They don't care about like tight ends numbers. They care about like wide receivers numbers and stuff like that. I don't care how stupid I sound by saying Robert Tunyon is like a, a Pro Bowler or whatever. Well, but like, I, I, I think like he, they don't look at tight ends as much. Like it's just like t- Travis Kelsey's one of Patrick Mahomes' favorite targets. Like, like he does, he throws to him like other receivers. Yeah, I mean, it's also, it's, it's, it's different. Like, it's different. No, yeah. Well, Travis Kelsey also gets like thirteen hundred yards receiving each season, and also Kyle Pitts has like nine hundred yards. That's why they're in the Pro Bowl because they actually get like catches and receiving yards, unlike Robert Tunyon. You get, he make he. Hey, I don't care about the numbers. He gets, he makes it. He, he's a good uh, blocker. I don't care about the numbers. He's a good blocker. He's also he also doesn't want to he also doesn't want to count blocking. No, catching. <laughs> I don't care about his damn numbers. If he comes up clutch, then he comes up clutch. Well, he only had two touchdowns and eighteen catches. I don't know how clutch he can be with those numbers. Gotta if watch his t- Gotta if watch this. Staying a tight end that should really be in the in. That should really be in the Pro Bowl. It should be Donald Parham Jr. Who, who does he? I should probably know this, but who should he? Who does he play for again? Chargers. Uh, fa- favoritism. He has the he has the exact same numbers, pretty much as uh, Robert Tunyon. <laughs> so is he a snub too? Stop yeah. making me! Stop making me look like an idiot, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the playoff pictures. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, Packers nobody has. <laughs> oh, they're they're best in the league right now. Want 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 to think about that again? You're char- not best in the league. Char- Chargers aren't making the playoffs this year, buddy. I'm sorry. Wait, sorry. They have the best record in the league. The char- the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, they're eleven. They're eleven and three. Dang. Yeah, so there's two teams that have clinched um, a playoff spot, and uh, one team that has clinched their division. Packers have uh, Packers have clinched their division um, today. They, uh, not today. They cl- they have clinched their they clinched their division. They clinched their division last week, um, and with that, a playoff spot. Yeah, as well as the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they have also uh, clinched the playoffs. They haven't clinched their division yet. But they have clinched the playoffs. So, well, the Cowboys are good. Mm-hmm. And then the Chiefs, Titans, and Patriots are in the hunt right now. But I have a feeling that they'll all, uh, they'll all make it into uh, the playoffs. Yeah. But I, uh, dude, let's talk about the. Uh, I, I'm surprised about 
the Arizona Cardinals this year. I feel like I'm a little I'm a little shocked because like week one that we all thought going into it like oh maybe like a season better than last year, barely making the playoffs and stuff. But like no, they've really come out this year and they've shocked a lot of people uh, in my opinion. So I think I think this is like a bounce back year for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'd have to disagree. I think the Cardinals are always being the Cardinals, at least in recent years. For example, the Cardinals, I believe, had like a – I don't know if it was eight game, but I think it might have been like a six-game win streak at the beginning of the year last year. They had a – yeah. They had a seven-game winning streak beginning of this year, and then they lost to the Packers, and then yeah. it kind of went downhill after that. Well, that's what the same thing that happened last year, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Now they, they, they go ahead with like a seven-game win streak, and then they lose – end up losing to the Lions late in the season. They always play their worst football in the later of the season. So. I know. Like they play their like best like they play their best at the beginning and then like the end they're just like washed up and other stuff like that. Like it's just I think it's just like the season wears on you and other stuff like that. It may be better. Yeah. I might I may be totally wrong, but like that's my personal opinion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's probably true for football especially, but still. Mm-hmm. So like, they're probably just gonna like... make the they're probably gonna make the playoffs, but you have oh, totally. To, it has to bring you back, like, Steelers vibes from last season because the Steelers were, like, 11-0, and and they finished the season, like, with, like... 12-4. and four. Yeah, and then they uh, lost, Got to, the lost to the Browns. Lost to the Browns. In the first round, so... No, I think in the wild card. Well, yeah, first round. Mm. So, it's just, I mean, this is what it is, so... You know, can't do anything about it. Yeah. But um anyway, let's talk about the um let's talk about the downfall of the Lakers. Okay. Um the Lakers are Lakers lost by twenty eight tonight. Again. Again. They are below five hundred. They are th- ten and nine at home. Uh so I mean that's so that's they're like six and they're like they're six and eight on the road. So I mean, not the best, not not the best performance out of everybody. But LeBron had thirty six points leading his team. But you know, I feel like I feel like um, it's just like 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 I don't get it. Like they were so hyped going into the season. Like they were like every like everybody was so hyped to like oh yeah uh, the Lakers are gonna the Lakers and uh the Lakers and Lakers and like Nets in the finals or something like that before like a- like after we found out Kyrie wasn't gonna play but like oh he's like oh yeah we're uh, Lakers Lakers are going to the like the playoffs and like dude they come out and they lose to Golden State on opening night like Golden State we didn't know then was like one of the top contenders in the West then. So like, it's kind of like embarrassing to come, like come out and lose like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you're like, you've won the, you've won, you won the championship two years ago and like, like prove it. I mean, I feel like their team is like all washed up and like a lot of, dude, like eight, eight players on that team are at least 32 and older. Like it's like, it's an old team. Yeah, but also has experience, and that right now they're not doing good. Oh, they're not. They're doing terrible, and it's it's a it's it's insane. Yeah. So I mean, I I mean, I just I don't know what to say. Like, I expected more out of the Lakers. Obviously, I mean, it's kind of good that they're losing because I mean, I I don't like the Lakers, but like still, like they were like everybody was overhyping them in the beginning of the season, and then they come out and they do this. Like, like what's the point now? I mean, they're sixteen and seventeen, and you're like thirty-three games into the season. I don't know what that is in a fraction, like uh, like a fourth. You're like a fourth into the season, and you're below five hundred. Like that's not good. Yeah. Like I feel like they need to um, improve on like um, like need to make some kind of like need to make some adjustments. They what do you trade What do you think about Davis it? Davis and get a good player for him. Who? How do? How much do you think he's worth? Because like we saw. Couple like, first ben, rounders and a player. Cause, yeah, because we saw like these Ben Simmons trades that were just like over the roof. Like, dude, like Philadelphia would offer uh like Ben Simmons for like James Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins to Golden State, 
and uh, two first-round picks and two second-round picks for Ben Simmons and a first-round pick and a second-round pick. Like, dude, he's not worth that much. Like, they're acting like he's worth so much, and that's why he's still in Philadelphia. Yeah. I think uh, Anthony Davis needs to get traded because he's just hurting the Lakers because he keeps getting injured. And that's not good when he's when like their team is like built around him, and when he can't play, they have to put people like Dwight Howard in, who only gets four points. So they need to trade him because he's too unreliable, inconsistent on his health—not for his play, but his health. So they should try to try to get like a better player. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, but anyone like any like All Star player probably would be good. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a couple first rounders, but he's just not, he's just been hurting them by being absent and injured all the time. Yeah. It's just, it like, like you can't be doing this to your team and like it's not fair to your team and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, you can't control injury, but I know, but I know that. I know that. Like, like it's just like you're getting injured too much. Yeah. He's injury prone. Like, a lot of these are, like, small injuries and you're being out for, like, five games. Yeah, Anthony Day-to-Day Davis. <laughs> yep, yep, Anthony Day-to-Day Davis. That, perfect, so. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's not there's not really um, nothing. There's not really much to say about this. LeBron's been doing good, but his team's not. Oh, ugh, not, not been doing good at all, so. I mean, uh, it's still you're still like I said, fourth through the season. There's a lot of season left ish, but um, anyway, like you gotta like prove that you belong in in the league. Yeah, and like you gotta prove it. It starts by working hard and getting uh like hustling on the court. You gotta cut like I always say, and Christian picks on me a lot for this. Got to come out with intensity and other stuff like that. So to come out with intensity, you'll, I don't uh, pick on you'll you. be fine. You just say it a lot. I know I say it a lot, but like sometimes you pick on me a little bit about it. So well, I, was, I only say it when you. I only like say something when you say it like three times in a row. I know, but like you gotta like come out with intensity, yeah. and you'll be fine if you like. If you'll be fine, you gotta start the game out right. Like the way your energy from the first quarter will translate to the fourth quarter. In yeah. my opinion, it, it is a good point. Mm-hmm. So, of course it is. I said it. <laughs> but, Ooh, um, coffee fit. I'm a little over my head. Christmas is in like three days, so I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready I'm ready to relax, relax and do all this stuff. Like, Wait, what are you, you going to try to get for Christmas? Uh, pit Vipers. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. They're, they're like a te- uh, type of sunglasses. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I've seen them. Uh, so, um, are you asking for Pit Vipers and 2K? Uh yeah, I'm also asking for a Bobby Portis jersey. Ooh, Bobby, 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 Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go on to um some NFL, uh, NFL predictions for like awards and okay. uh, other stuff yeah. like that. So, okay. you go first. Should we do the big one? Yeah, I mean, go whatever order you want. Okay, I'll. I'll just say Offensive Rookie of the Year. The two standout players right now in the running for Offensive Rookie of the Year are Mac Jones and Jamar Chase. I think the the third one that could fill in, um, unless I'm forgetting someone, I think could be Rashawn Slater. It is biased, I know, but um, he has already made his, made a Pro Bowl as a rookie tackle. Um, and I don't, I just don't know anyone else, uh, another rookie other than Jamar Chase and Mac Jones, who's done like insane. So, uh, Mac Jones, he he's led the Patriots to what will probably be a playoff berth if they keep it up. But, and I think I think Jamar Chase is going to end up winning just because I just my prediction is that the Patriots are going to lose like like at least two of the last three games. And so they're not going to have as good of a record as they could have had. Um, so I think Jamar Chase he'll keep he'll get a couple game good games to end out the last season to end out the uh, season because this is just prediction. The season's not over yet, so it's hard to like 
say. You have to, like, predict what you think will happen. And I think Jamar Chase is going to finish the year strong. Like, he started so strong. And I think he's going to win a rookie of the year offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I really like uh, your point to that. Uh, Who are you going to pick? For offensive rookie of the year? Yeah. I really like your point about Mac Jones, uh, bro. Like, he's leading the Patriots. I think it was like they had like a seven game winning streak before they lost to Indianapolis. Yep. Or something like that. But very impre- um I feel like it's more than that. Very impressive performance out of um out of Mac Jones. So um like very uh, very impressive. Uh rookie stepping in for it's not easy to step in as a rookie with like a team like nobody to like watch or do stuff in the NBA, like not 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 the NBA, NFL to like watch and look up, like look and watch what they're doing to play. Like you just like you're coming in and you're doing this. So very resilient out of uh, Rack Joe's, and um, I think he'll win offensive rookie of the year at the end of the year. Okay, a uh, defensive rookie of the year. Um... Other than the player who's probably going to win, I think um, other good candidates could be, or other the to fill out the candidates. I think it's Patrick Sertan. He's had a good season this year, and then who's another defensive guy other than who who we know is probably going to win it? Sertan's a rookie. Yeah, I thought he was a second year guy. No. I'm pretty sure he's a. I think he's a. Is he a rookie? I I think I think he is, but I don't know why. I thought I think I think Wait, I, that's my I'll, bad. Yeah. I think I, I flip flop. I flip flopped him. I think with another uh, Alabama dude. Oh wait, did you wait? I I, I want to check. Sertan is a rookie. That's my fault. Oh, he is. Maybe yeah. you're thinking of Minka Fitzpatrick. The no dude. He's he's like more, he's been in the league for like it's like five years. Well, I'm just want to check quick. I was thinking about like I was thinking about someone else. That's my bad. Okay, and then, yeah, do you know any other uh, defensive rookies who did good other than who's going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Well, I think it's pretty obvious right now. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Micah Parsons. He's, like, top five. I think he's, like, top five. In, of the Cowboys? Yeah, I think he's, like, top five in, like, sacks. He, he's made a Pro Bowl already. So, yeah, I think it's going to be him. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, I know uh, it's going to be him, but, like, I think – I don't really know any other candidates. I mean, yeah, this year, like so a lot. Tan, of, I think he has like four a lot, picks. like not a not a not a lot of teams need defensive guys. You know what I mean? Like well, like rookies. I just guess like not many teams had like insane stud rookie of the years that I can think of right now mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Unless yeah. there's any like good D linemen that did good, but I, I no like the Parsons. Not really. So yeah, I don't really know. Okay, I'll go up, up for my uh, next one. Um, I think comeback player of the year will be uh, Dak Prescott, one hundred percent. I don't know who else. Like, I don't think like there's much competition with him. He had a pretty bad injury last year, and he's coming back this year. And he's proven himself. Um, so yeah, I think Dak Prescott's gonna be um gonna be a comeback player of the year. I'd have to agree with that one hundred percent. Next award. The next award, um, uh, think, uh, what what else is there? Offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. Oh yeah, um, offensive player of the year overall. I think, um, like before he was before he got injured. I think it was before he got injured. It looked like it would be Derrick Henry, but now, um, it's not. It's not before you say anything. Uh. Before you say anything that's making me look bad, it's not Derrick Henry. Um, I think the offensive player of the year. I think um, offensive player of the year is probably. Um, I think it might be Tom Brady. I think Aaron Rodgers will win MVP, but I think Tom Brady's offensive player of the year. Interesting. How you are just jumping the gun and naming your pick for the MVP? It's not. It's like, hey, I, I, it's not favoritism at all. Uh-huh, totally. Um, I'm going to go with, for the Offensive Player of the Year, out of a Wisconsin Mayable Droppers, Jonathan Taylor. It was one damn year. Let it go. It's going to be, it's, 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 a, it's a moment that will live in infamy, the dropping of the Mayable Trophy. 
agony. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go with defensive. I'll go defensive player of the year. Hit it. Okay, well, my defensive player of the year is Trayvon Diggs. He has 10 picks already in the season, double digits. That's pretty hard to do. He's been a lockdown all year. Um, basically, the main reason of why the – obviously, Mike Parsons too, but he's one of the main reasons why the the Cowboys are, make, are in the playoffs, going to be in the playoffs this year because – um, last year they had one of the worst defenses in football, and now they have one of the best defensives in football. Like they couldn't get turnovers last year, and now uh, Trayvon Diggs has ten picks all by himself. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with him, defensive player of the year. Not only did he do insane stat wise and all that stuff, but he also like left a big impact on the Cowboys and basically turned their defense around this year. Quick question before I say my pick. Do you think um, – can offense uh, – can defensive player of the year and defensive rookie of the year be the same person? Yeah, I can. You think? Okay. So um, I think, like I said, uh, as my defensive rookie of the year, Michael Parsons, but I think um, – I think it's a. I think it'll probably be a tie between him and Tra- Trayvon Diggs. I think Trayvon Diggs will end up winning it, but I think it'll be a close battle between uh, him and Michael Parsons. Yeah, I think T.J. Watt could also be a candidate, but usually I, there's like three candidates. So that's another good option. Yeah, it's another good option. So, um, I think, or you know, it could be Joey Bosa. You never know. Yeah, never, never know, never know. <laughs> Nick Bosa, <laughs> I think maybe Nick, maybe uh, another one for comeback player of the year could be Nick Bosa. Yeah, but he, he had hasn't a, been that good. I don't think. Well, I mean, but he had a pretty bad injury. But I'm just, I mean, like he's a candidate, but I don't think he'll win it. You know what well, I mean? Uh, yeah, I want to see his stats. I haven't really paid attention to how he's done this year. I haven't either. Oh, let's see, Nick Bosa. Um, damn, you're right. Yeah. Dude, he might win it. He has 15 sacks this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a Dang, t- I didn't even know. Torres ACL week two in New York. Yeah. And I didn't even know he was doing this good this year. I've been totally oblivious. 15 sacks. That's third in the NFL. Hey, so hey, it's going to be a I, close race. I just want to say, well, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know he was doing what I was just naming. I was just, I was just stuttering, and I was just naming one out there, to be honest with you. Yeah. But 15 you, sacks. You know what I mean? Four like, force fumbles. I, like I had no clue, to be honest. Like, I know this makes me look bad a little bit, but like, I was, I knew he was doing decent, but like, I didn't know he was doing like well, well. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Well, you know, I have to admit too, I didn't know he was doing like I, he was, yeah, like he was decent enough to win it, like be like a candidate. But I didn't think I think yeah. Dak was gonna win it. Like beginning of the year, it looked like Dak was totally gonna win it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so I think it's definitely gonna be a close race. Mm-hmm. I do too. So, yeah. Uh, another um, MVP, big uh, the big award. Um, I, Aaron Rodgers, and it's not favoritism at all. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> whatever makes you, whatever you want to believe. Whatever you want to believe fits. Dude, I'm not believing. I know. You can live in your daydream world, but back to back MVP. I, I'm calling it back to back MVP. You think just because like they're 2011, tw- 2011, 2014, 2020, 2021. You think that just because they live in Wisconsin doesn't always mean that they get back to back MVPs? Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude just i'm not saying that because like it's like wisconsin and all that stuff like i honestly believe like aaron Rodgers, all this criticism he had in the beginning of the year and then he comes out and he plays like this like he plays like this it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty good mm, it could be an option if tom brady if the bucks keep losing but i think if the the bucks win out and tom brady still does good i think he's gonna win it so that's my pick tom brady okay okay, okay. So, um, I don't, I think that's it for NFL awards. Uh, you want to predict Walter Payton man of the year? What? Um, isn't that like, um, it, I feel like, isn't that like a charity thing or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's just like a random guess pretty much. I think Russell Wilson, um, I mean, he's been, 
Like he helps with like a lot of. Has um, he won it yet? I think so, but uh, could could they win it again? My question. Yeah, I think so. I don't even yeah. know if he's won it yet. I don't know, but I mean, he's helped out with like a lot of charity work and other stuff like that. So, uh, I I think um I think he'll be, I think he'll, he's a good. I think he's a candidate to win it because like I feel like also. Uh, well, um, um, Corey Lindsley, uh, Chargers center, former Packers center, but he helped out with a lot of charity work as well. Um, I think he's so a I, pro bowler this year. He, yeah, he is with uh, your Chargers, but he played for the Packers last year and was Aaron Rodgers center. So, but anyway, that be, uh, be uh, besides the point, he, I I think he could also win it this year. Yeah. So, those are my two candidates for Walter Payton Man of the Year. I think to to be honest, I think Corey Lindsley has won it before. Now that I'm thinking about it, possibly. So, um, yeah, whatever. So, uh, any any other awards that we want to go over? Nope. Okay. So, uh, you go over basketball awards. I mean, I think it's uh, kind of too early to tell, but I mean, I could like we could go over like if the season ended today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Other stuff like that, so um, predictions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, st- I'm gonna start out with rookie of the year. I think rookie, um, rookie of the year is gonna be Scotty Barnes uh, from the Toronto Raptors. Okay, I think rookie of the year is gonna be Evan Mobley because he has had pretty much just a good statistical year as like the big three, pretty much Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, and him. But I also think. He's also helped change the franchise around because now the Cavaliers are doing good somehow, and it's a bit, he's a big reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, for most improved player of the year, I think it could probably be who? Uh, who's that? Um, most improved player. I think. Um, shoot, who is it? I, I know it's. I know it's someone. From I forgot which team he played for, and I forgot his name. Anyway, uh, is he white? <laughs> that's racist. Racist. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, white, I think so. Okay. I know it was like I think it was uh someone um uh most improved player of the year um. I I I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll let you know if I think I'll let you know if I know. But um uh anyway, um wh- uh who do you think the um sixth uh, sixth man of the year award is? Okay, well, it's, I think right now it's a two-man race. Either Tyler Hero or um Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero comes off the bench. I'm pretty sure, right? I think he was. I think he's a starter. It's either him or Duncan Robinson. I don't know, but the sixth man, I think it's gonna be either Tyler Hero. Yeah, he's. I think. Wait, I don't know if he is. It's gonna be either Tyler Hero, or um, Tsunami Poppy. Su- Kelly o- Kelly Oubre. Yep, that's the bro. I don't know why I was about to say Kel- I was about to say Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk. Wait, you, yeah. do you remember um, that Leonard dude from the Heat? Miles um, Leonard? Myers Leonard? Myers Leonard, yeah, what about him? You remember he got, like, released because he, like, said, like, a racist comment on when I don't he was know playing that's... Call of Duty? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I forgot yeah. that. Yeah, he got released. And I don't think he's been on the team. I don't know if he has been, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, Hero led. Uh, speaking of uh, Tyler Hero, uh, he led the Heat to a three-point victory tonight with twenty-nine points. So uh, good job by Tyler Hero, and um, yeah. So yep. he's a stud. Yeah, he's um, yeah. Full full game tonight. Um, one hundred percent capacity. Uh, it filled every single seat at FTX Arena. I still don't know why they renamed it. I like the American Airlines Arena, but anyway, beyond the point. Um, I I he played. Uh, I think he played really well in the full house tonight. So, uh, congrats to Tyler Hero. Yep. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, Tyler. Um, I'm, I, Christian. I'm sorry. Tyler Hero does come off the bench. Yeah, uh, that's what I, I'm sorry. That's my bad. You're good. Uh, who do you think is gonna win MVP if the season ends today? MVP, I think um, a real candidate, and I, this may sound really wrong, is um, I, oh, most approved player. I think it's uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I. It wasn't my. To be honest, it wasn't my original one, but um, I forgot the original one. But he's a. He's one of. He was one of them, but I just didn't say. Okay. So. Um. Yeah, so Wait, I think it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's been doing okay. Uh, I don't think he. I think I don't think he'll. I think he's he's been doing fine, ish. I think he's a uh, he has all star potential. He's averaging about twenty. Mm-hmm. I know seven and eight. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's doing pretty good. So. Um. Yeah. So um, but anyway, we were talking about MVP. Yeah. Uh MVP I think of uh, the season ended today and uh I think could maybe be Luka Doncic. Oh, also one thing I have to say, most improved player could be Miles Bridges. Uh, okay. Okay. He awesome. almost said he almost hit a half court shot to be the Bucks. Oh yeah, I remember I saw that. That Giannis layup and then he almost hit that shot. Yeah. I, I got so I got so nervous during that because I thought I thought that was in. Yeah. I mean, oh my god. But anyway, um, I th- I think that's a good I think that's a wonderful candidate. Did you see his? He it, can jump so high. Miles Bridges with the slam. I know, dude. The the announce the announcers are getting some fame right now. <laughs> Bro, that that announcer for the Hornets game who always calls out the Miles Bridges dunks, his like that's, voice is so it's like Del, it's Dell's partner. It's Dell's partner. Yeah, yeah, he he's oh, become like oh famous. yeah, Terry two beauties. <laughs> two man. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, oh my god, it's that's so funny. Uh, that's so funny. Um, Giannis anyway, the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo from Chris Middleton. I know who called that game. To be honest, it was Gus Johnson. Yeah, that 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 play that play by play call right there was pretty famous. And then Johnny Mack, the tennis player. Oh yeah, and his face. Is he rea- is he reaction? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that was so, that was so awesome. Anyway, do you have a do you have any uh, else any other awards? Wait, MVP? Did you say? Um. Oh no, not yet. Um, and I feel like um, this might be a little. I I did say Luka Doncic. That's your MVP. Yeah. Okay. Like for right now, but it could change. Okay. He's been he's been doing pretty good for the Mavericks right now. Yeah. So um, I think yeah, Luka's been doing pretty well right now for the um. For the Mavericks. Um, so if I had to get for my prediction, I'd say Steph Curry. He's averaging uh twenty five point six points per game, uh, eight rebounds, eight assists, one steal, and uh, point zero five blocks. Yeah, but the Mavericks haven't been doing too good. I know, but like, dude, what you know what kind of sucks sometimes is that um when like. They, like I think it was kind of for like college football and the Heisman. We were saying uh, in one of our earlier episodes, they do it like like time this time last year with the Heisman. You remember they only base it on the teams that uh, like are like are in the playoff. They don't base it on like the whole college football. They just base it on the teams that are in the playoffs right now. Well, yeah, because usually in college football the talent isn't like the same. So if you have someone who's like the best player. In college football, usually he makes his team one of the better teams in college football. So that's probably why. Mm-hmm. So, but like, I know, like, Iowa State's running back had a good year, and he was still top ten. They still considered him. They recognized him as a top ten Heisman candidate, Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just like it's kind of like favoritism and stuff like that. So, yeah, the Mavericks. Well, who lost would it. you have said would be the Heisman winner if it wasn't playoffs? Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think the year he uh, left to go to the draft, I think it would have been Jonathan Taylor. Oh, that is true. He had a pretty good season, but the Badgers sucked. Yeah, I mean, and I think it turned out to be that year Joe Burrow, who's L- when LSU was in the. Playoffs. Well, yeah. Well, Joe Burrow had one of the best quarterback years of all time in college football. He had 60 mm. t- passing touchdowns. Yeah. I think that record was broken. Nope. The record what? of 60 passing touchdowns in a season? I think it How was. was it broken? That. It was broken by, like, some Western Kentucky quarterback. No way. Look it up. Record's broken. West, Like, when? Today? No, like last week. Okay, this week. Sometime around this. Western Kentucky. Or maybe Apple. I think it was like against. It was against Appalachian in the. It was in the bowl game. It was a bowl game when it happened. Okay. Wait, I'm looking at the wrong things. Oh, no. Was it? I think it was like some Brady kid. And he's like a senior or something like that. He's like a senior. Dang. You had to do Joe Burrow like that. Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That's like a no-name school. Did that break his record? Joe Burrow's record? Yep. Come on. That's not even fair. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't go to a dude from. That shouldn't even count. Western Why? Because Western Kentucky is like not even. It's like the. It still counts. It's still a university. I don't care if it's called Western, Southern, Northern, Eastern. Like it's dude. It's still a university. Who did they play? Let's see what teams they played. Appalachian. They played. They they, they did it against Appalachian State. I think. I know, but like what team? Like. I don't know. Teams the team probably like, NA probably like NAU's league. Exactly. Like that's dumb. I feel bad for Joe Burrow. He should not get his record broken by that bum. Just just break his record next year. Yeah, Joe Burrow can go back and break his record. <laughs> Perfect. Um anyway, let's uh before we wrap it up, I want to talk a little bit about since um we'll probably won't do another one before the um the uh, we might the, the maybe maybe one more but like uh, before the college football playoff um, yeah but I mean I want to talk about those games uh, it's Michigan it's, uh, Georgia and Alabama Cincinnati so um Christian uh, you can you can go first my predictions. Your predictions for each games. Okay, well, I think it's going to be... Okay, well, I think it's definitely going to be Alabama because, you know, you have to go with Alabama. And then for the Georgia game, I think it's basically going to come down to how the quarterbacks play. Both teams have really good defenses. Um, Like, I really don't know much about the Georgia quarterback. I know they have, like, two that, like, Switch in and out. I'm pretty sure they have like JT Daniels and like the other dude. JT Daniels. I feel like I feel, hold on. Oh, it was JT Barrett who went to Ohio State that I'm thinking of. I feel like yeah, I've heard that like, name before. They have like JT Daniels and I think another quarterback. Let me see. Uh, oh, before we, um, while you're thinking about that, you know who's playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl this year? North and North Carolina and South Carolina, really? Yeah, Battle of the Carolinas. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, come on. Where's the Georgia game? Anyway, well, he's looking for that. Um, I'm gonna say my predictions for the Alabama uh, Alabama game. Okay. I think for the um. Alabama game is really going to come down to um, whether or not Bryce Young can perform under the big lights. Uh, Desmond Ritter has proved himself, uh, as you may Against have seen. Against terrible teams. 
Oh my God, Christian is so full of it sometimes. But anyway, I I think uh, what I think um, like Desmond Ritter has proved himself that like he he knows how to play the game of football and like like knows how to knows how to play and like he like he Desmond Ritter is like a he's a heck of a he's a heck of an athlete. That's not, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so back to my Georgia thing. Well, Georgia has two quarterbacks that have played decent amounts of time. They have JT Daniels, but actually the main one that's been playing is Stetson Bennett. But neither quarterback has been, like, all that flashy. Uh, Their running game hasn't been insane. It's mainly been their defense that just destroyed teams, and then just the offense, you know, gets their points here and there, and then they they win. But I think – you know, going up against Michigan, which has a better defense, they're going to really force and offense, better defense and offense than most teams Georgia's going to get up against. They're going to force, like, Georgia's quarterbacks to actually, like, play good. Mm-hmm. And Stetson Bennett, he while he has played all right, he's had, like, 24 passing touchdowns this season and, like, a good amount of yards, like 2,300 yards, which is actually 31st in college football. He hasn't, like, played – he hasn't done, like, all that insane – so, and their running game isn't like insanely good either. So, I I'm gonna have to go Michigan just because I think they're a better team offensively, and I think defense and like they'll get their points with like their really good running game. Their passing game is pretty good, and then I think uh, their defense is just gonna shut down Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think both defense, like you said, both defenses have a lot of thing, and um, I feel like. That rota- the rotation, current rotation of like both quarterbacks. That's why Spencer Rattler left is because he felt like he wasn't the quarterback that they were going to choose. So, that's all the points that you brought up on that, and um, that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, I'm Fitz Kerrigan. I'm Christian Mott. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Merry yep. Christmas. Yep.